0: Anjikalpa-trupyasca-kripa-sindu-beva-ca-patitanam-bhavane-byo-vaishale-byo-numya-namaha. ramaya bramabhadraya bramachandraya medase raganathaya nataya sittayay pataye namaha you know this prayer? Also, say after me. Ramaya-Ramabhadraya-Ramaya-Ramabhadraya. Ramaya, Ramabhadraya. Ramachandraya Chandraaya Ramachandraya Rama Chandraaya Meesha. Raghunataya rag, uh, Excuse me. Raghunataya Nataya. Raghunataya Nataya. Sitaaya Pataye Namaha. Sitaaya pataye, pataye Namaha. So we are offering our obeisances into Lord Ram, uh, who is uh, described as Meesha, means very intelligent. Uh, he's the lord of the Ralu dynasty, Raghunath, and just nothing the lord of everyone. And he is the husband of Sita. And that's the part I want to talk about tonight, because there is a... The Ramayana is very well known in India. Uh, there's comic books, there's... Uh, uh, television series, They're everything, everybody knows this very well. Uh, there's Hanuman action figures, <laughs> and so on. Uh, but that actually the Ramayana has a, a kind of secret, and Srila uh, Prabhupada has revealed that secret to us. And uh, so if we, if we think of Rama as the, the husband of the goddess of fortune, so this is the secret meaning of the Ramayana. That Sita, who is Lakshmi Devi, means she's the goddess of fortune. So that's two things. In English, we say somebody has a fortune. That means they have a lot of money. And if they have good luck, we say they luck. We say they're fortunate. So both things: good luck and lots of money. This is the blessings of the goddess of fortune, of Lakshmi Devi. But the Ramayana tells us is that she is very close to Lord Ram. She belongs to Ramchandra. This means to say, well, first of all, that God is not a bachelor. Sometimes the Christians say God is all alone by himself, but actually he has his energy, his Swarup shakti. And that that energy is Lakshmi Devi, or the goddess of fortune. She's never to be separated from Lord Ramchandra, from the Lord. But we see sometimes in in India, I've seen people worshipping Lakshmi all by herself. And she has her hand out like this and pouring out of the palm of her hand streams of golden coins. And she's chunchula, she's restless. Because you have good fortune and then it goes away. you can't control her. She doesn't stay for very long. So people are constantly trying to get her to come and stay. But where she really stays is with the Lord. Lakshmi Naray or or, or Sita Ram. So, but in the Ramayana, you see, she's taken away. She's stolen by Ravana. Ravana Ravana is the epitome of the materialist. He wants to own everything. He's already rich. He's got a city of gold. But he's not satisfied. Because we see that whoever has money, they always want more. We read now in the papers about the... Top 1%, or even one tenth of 1%, and how they already have a net worth of like small countries, you know, billions of dollars, but they get more and they want more. And how much is enough? So he wanted more too. And so he wanted to take, separate Sita from Ramchandra. So this is, and here's what Prabhupada says about it. He says, Sita is Lakshmiji, or the goddess of fortune, but she is never to be enjoyed by any living being. She is meant for being worshipped by the living being along with her husband, Sri Ramachandra. A materialistic man like Ravana does not understand this great truth. That is to say, nobody wants to hear, but all the wealth of the world belongs to Krishna, belongs to Ram Chandra. It doesn't belong to us. A materialistic man like Ravana doesn't understand this great truth, but he wants to snatch Sita Devi from the custody of Ram and thus incur great miseries. The materialists who are after opulence and material prosperity may take lessons from the Ramayana that the policy of exploiting the nature of the Lord without acknowledging the supremacy of the Supreme Lord is the policy of Ravana. So that's who Ravana stands in for, all the materialistic people who are trying to enjoy independently of Krishna. So the other person, of course, that we want to talk about is Hanuman, the devotee. Hanuman's job is to take Sita away from Ravana and bring her back to the side of Lord Ramachandra. That's what the devotee is to do. We tell people, please give your money to Krishna, but actually we're saying give it back to the one to whom it belongs. And if we try to enjoy it independently of Krishna, we will suffer. In fact, we will not actually... Another secret meaning of the uh, the Ramayana is that when Ravana took Sita away from Ramchandra, he did not get Sita. He got Maya Sita. There's a story... Uh, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita when Lord Chaitanya was traveling in South India in Madurai he met uh, a, 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 a Brahmana a, a devotee of Ram his name, is, he's called Ramdas Vipra and he was crying because uh, Sita had been taken away from Ram Chandra he was in inconsolable grief and he said I'm sure Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said I'm sure it's alright There's no way that actually anybody can separate Sita from Ram. But he was still lamenting like this. So a little later on in a temple, uh, Mahaprabhu uh, found an old manuscript of the Kurma Purana, And there in that Purana it's told that actually that when Ravana took Sita, uh, it became Maya Sita. And it was with him was Maya Sita. The illusory seemed like Sita, but not really Sita. And that later on, when Sita entered the fire to prove her chastity, the Maya Sita went in, and when Agni brought back out, the real Sita came out again. So, Mahaprabhu was very happy to read this. Uh, and he got the temple priest let him take that copy of the Purana. He wanted to bring the original Amen. back with him and had another copy made uh, for that temple. And then took it back to that Brahmin and said, Look, he never got her. <laughs> and so he was, he was quite delighted to, to find out that, uh, that they cannot be separated. Well, that's also a very profound truth because if we try to enjoy, And to have good fortune independently of Krishna, we get illusory good fortune. Because what? What happens to it? Where does it go? First of all, of course, a lot of the wealth, we think it's wealth, but it's bitcoins or federal reserve notes. It's made up out of nothing. So even discounting that, whatever else you may well, I have some land, I have some property. But It's been here, this land, the land has been here for thousands of years before we are here and will be here after we're gone. We blow over it like smoke. How do we own anything? We don't own anything. Actually, because the one who owns it is Krishna. And when we try to take it and say, it's mine, we get the illusion, yeah, I have a deed, this is my property. That's what I have. So Prabhupada said about materialists, all they really enjoy is a little mental pleasure. Oh, I have a big house. Oh, I have a lot of money in the bank. Oh, I have three vacation homes. And so on and on and on. But actually, it's all illusory. And actually that poor guy is working so hard all the time he doesn't enjoy any of them. And you know, he's, had, he's had a lot of wives but they all get alimony now one after the other. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, so it's maya. It's, it's mayasuka. This is the word that's used by Prahlad Maharaj in the Bhagavatam. What you enjoy in this world is Sukha, Illusory happiness because it gets taken away at the time of death. Where's your deeds? What do you take with you? I own this, I own that. We don't own anything. So for the devotee who uses everything in Krishna's service, that devotee stays together with Krishna. That devotee goes back to Godhead, at the time of death, doesn't lose anything. Because he knows I never owned anything to begin with.
1: And everything
0: that came into my control, I simply used in the service of Krishna. One who acts like that has already entered into his eternal life. And then he goes to Krishna. And there, there's good fortune. There's the eternal life. That's full of bliss and full of knowledge. That's real wealth. So if we are together with Krishna or we are together with Ramchandra, then good fortune is always there. But if we go for the Maya Sita, we try to take this wealth of this world and use it for ourselves then we simply get repetition of birth and death mnichu samsara on that path of repeated birth and death where nothing we have is permanent Nothing we have we can enjoy. Everything takes us away. We're always in anxiety, trying to keep what we have, uh, trying, to, trying to get more and more. Because what we've done, what Ravana has done, is he's become the competitor with God. And that's really the materialistic attitude. Let me be the enjoyer and let me be the controller. How much can I control? How much can I enjoy? So we try to do that. But when, when, when we do, we uh, s- simply get suffering. It's all we have is taken away at the time of death. That's why Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Yehi <laughs> samsparsha saja bhoga dukkha yonaya evate. Those pleasures, he says, that (coughs) arise from the contact between the senses and the the objects, samsparasaja, you bring the senses into contact with the sense objects, That's samsparasaja, and then born from that, uh, samsparasaja, bhoga, there's enjoyment, yehi samsparasaja, bhoga, they are actually the source of all dukkha, all suffering. That means the world is just the opposite from what people think it is because we have the experience. I bring my senses into contact with the object and there's some little immediate pleasure, and I say, Oh, that's the secret to life. Let me just keep repeating it, and everything will be okay. But Krishna says it's the source of all misery. Why is that? He says those pleasures have a beginning and an end. They start and they finish. You get attached and then it goes away. You can ask anybody. You bring your, con- con- your, your senses in contact with the senses and the object. You feel pleasure. Great. That's. Let me just keep it, you know, that's, that's what I want. But then sooner or later, you're Pleasure comes to an end, and if you ask anybody, how did you feel when your pleasure came to an end? When your credit card didn't work anymore, <laughs> whatever happened that stopped it, it will always stop. Adi vanta they have a beginning and end. When is how do you feel when your girlfriend goes off with another guy? How do you feel? You feel bad. They'll say, I feel bad, I feel horrible, I'm upset, depressed, bereaved, aggrieved, bereft. But that's why I felt horrible. Why did you feel bad? Well, because I wanted my pleasure to keep on going. And then you can ask, how long did you want it to keep on going for? And they'll say, how long did I have? Forever? Forever? <laughs> So that's what we want. Because we are actually eternal spirit souls, we actually want pleasure that doesn't come to an end. But we are trying for it in a place where it's always temporary. And therefore we always meet with defeat. Just like Ravana met defeat. So this is the lesson of the Ramayana. That we should understand that Krishna is the owner of everything. The enjoyer of all. All wealth, all prosperity belongs to him. And we should take everything that we have and engage it in Krishna's service. Don't think you'll do it out. Don't think you'll do it out. Because if you're there with Krishna's, everything, you'll get more than whatever you can imagine. People also sometimes, they, you see, they, Hanuman is strong. And so I've seen uh, that in India, uh, people are worshipping Hanuman just for strength, bodily strength. I saw one temple in Puri uh, where all the uh, Brahmachari Prajaris were worshipping at Hanuman Temple and they were lifting weights all the time. <laughs> and they're worshipping Hanuman for strength. But then we have a temple at, at, at Juhu and right next to it is a, is a nice little park, which the devotees maintain, uh, and you can walk around. And uh, there's a tulsi in the middle, and circumambulate. But at this, in the park also, there's a house where people, are, young men, are lifting weights all the time. So I was curious. I went and looked in the window, and sure enough, there's an altar to Hanuman. <laughs> <laughs> so they're worshiping Hanuman for strength. So Hanuman was certainly very strong but the real strength came from Lord Ramchandra because Prabhupada points out in the ninth canto of the Bhagavatam there's a, a condensed Ramayana you Stop now, huh? Keep on going? Okay. There's a condensed Ramayana and he, he, he tells us that that uh, Ramchandra had the latest in military technology. And the, and the uh, monkeys, Hanuman and monkeys, they just had tree trunks and stones. So they were, they were outgunned, as we say. But they won anyway. And Prabhupada points out there's two kinds of power. Uh, one kind is called daiva and the other is purushakara. Krusakara means man-made. So Ravana had a lot of strength, but ultimately it was man-made strength. But but the monkeys, the Varanas, they they had daiva. It came from Krishna. So that daiva power will always win. So everything that we want is there when there is Krishna. When there is Krishna, when there is Ramchandra, there is Sita, Hanumar, everything is there and that is our ultimate good fortune thank you very much shri ram ki jai shri ram ki jai ram Ki Jai